Welcome to the Awakening Podcast Network. Get ready for an inspiring audio from this cutting-edge voice. You can find more podcasts at awakeningpodcasts.com. You want to go deeper? Get equipped to overcome and walk in God's purpose for your life at Awakening House of Prayer's online campus. You'll experience an online family, preaching, teaching, and prophetic impartation for victorious living. We have over a thousand members online hungry for what God is saying and doing in the earth. Visit ahop.online today and join our family. AHOP TV empowers believers with spirit-inspired messages and strategic equipping that accelerates your spiritual growth. You can subscribe to stream weekly content from Awakening House of Prayer, conferences, and other exclusive content to stir your hunger and encourage your heart. Visit us online at ahop.tv. Well, I want to take us on a little short journey on talking about the new Hebrew year. Some of you are very accustomed to these ways, and some of you would not be. So this one will be the Hebrew New Year with a prophetic look. A prophetic look at the new Hebrew year. So, before we do that, let me give you a theme verse that's about the Day of Atonement from Leviticus chapter 23 in verse 27. And then after we pray, I'll explain how this connects. Leviticus chapter 23 in verse 27. On exactly the 10th day of the 7th month of the Day of Atonement. It shall be a holy convocation for you. And you shall humble your souls and present an offering by fire to the Lord. So there is this one day in the whole year that the high priest was permitted to go in to the most holy place, representing the people of God to God. Amazing. It's just amazing. But the new Hebrew year begins in what's called Rosh Hashanah. And then that opens the door with the new Hebrew year to what's called 10 days of awe. The 10th day of the new year is the day of, the day of atonement or Yom Kippur. Oh, this is so exciting to me. I've grown up with this almost all my life, and I rarely actually get to talk about it. But you say, what's this got to do with the prophetic series? A lot. And you'll find out here in a moment. So, Father, thank you so much for this opportunity to look at your word and to discern the times and the seasons in which we live. And we're asking for help and grace to give us insight and revelation and proper application into these days in Jesus' name. Now, so unlike the Gregorian, Gregorian calendar 
a civil calendar, that's the first of the year is January, January 1st. But the names of even of the months are not, let's say, godly biblical. But the Hebrew calendar is. And it doesn't start on January 1st. It's in the fall of every year. And so it begins with Rosh Hashanah. And then 10 days, called the 10 days. I love this phraseology, folks. Come on now, let's get God Encounters prophetic. 10 days of awe. Do we ever need restored the awe and the wonder of God? Then again, on the 10th day is the scripture that we just read of Leviticus chapter 23, verse 27. The 10th day is the day of atonement. So let me read to you just for a moment about what is Rosh Hashanah. Literally means head of the year, is the Jewish New Year. The biblical name for this holiday is Yom Terah, literally the day of shouting or blasting. It is the first of the Jewish high holy days, specified, specified, sorry, by Leviticus chapter 23, verses 23 to 32, that occur in the early autumn of the northern hemisphere. So that first day, there's the blowing of the shofars, the ram's horns, etc. So it's the head of the year, the Jewish New Year. It is the start of the first day of uh, a, a specific month. Now, in the fascinating here also, you got to get into the Jewish Hebrew mindset, is that the new day begins not in the morning or at midnight. It begins when the sun sets. In the book of Genesis, it says, And God made evening and morning, and he called it a day. And so, the, biblically, a new day begins not at midnight. That's actually the second watch or the third the first watch is from 6 to 9, the second from 9 to midnight, the third from midnight to 3, etc. And then the fourth from 3 to 6. So like when Jesus came walking in the fourth watch of the night, that was somewhere between 3 and 6 a.m. So this year coming up really soon will be the eve of, like Christmas Eve, the eve of Rosh Hashanah. That is then when the sun goes down on September 29th. So the first day of the head of the year is September 30th. The 10 days of all, you just count it up. So the most holy day is the day of of atonement, Yom Kippur, and this fall it will be on October 9th. That's pretty pretty awesome, isn't it? You say, well, why are you so excited? And I still don't get all this prophetic significance. Okay. This, we are now in 
ending the year 5779. And when we go into the head of the new year, this podcast normally comes out on a Monday, so it'll be exactly one week later, okay, on that September 30th, is Rosh Hashanah. And so we're going to cross from one year, like in the civil calendar, 2019 to 2020. Now, everybody knows that's really significant. God wants to give us 2020 vision, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But I want to work with you a moment on 5779 to 5780. Very simple. Five is the number of grace. Seven is the number of completion. Nine is the number of fullness. Nine fruit of the Spirit, nine gifts of the Spirit. Let's back up. Five grace, five-fold ministry gifts. Seven, completion. God did His work, created man, six days, and on the seventh day, it's a Shabbat. God rested. Completeness. But day eight is a day of a new week. It is a time to celebrate a new beginning. So we are moving from 5779 to 5780. Grace to complete and bring things into fullness. 5779. And we cross over to the new. Grace to complete the old to cross over into eight zero, a new beginning times 10. So when there is like a, a zero that comes with it, that's often very simply interpreted as 10 times, obviously. So it's a new beginning, but it's a really big new beginning, okay? And it's like, it's easy for us to get into our minds about 2020, oh, what's gonna come? But I want us, in this time of preparation and going into, in God's calendar, the Hebrew calendar of Rosh Hashanah, the 10 days of all, it's a time of consecration. And the day of atonement, Yom Kippur, is the most holy day. And it is the only specific day for the Jewish people that they are commanded to fast and pray. They don't do any work at all. They fast and pray. Did you hear me? That one day. It doesn't mean they don't fast other times. But in the Jewish calendar, they do as much feasting as they do fasting. But there's this one day. And that's Yom Kippur or Day of Atonement. It's a time of inspection. So, in my particular growing up, as it were, in the Kansas City prophet period of time, it was more of a consecration and concentration of seer prophets. John Paul Jackson, Bob Jones, Paul Kane, and multiple others. And Bob Jones in particular, like Bobby Connor has this happen with him now every year, and multiple people do, is 
and I go before the Lord specifically on that day, and I'm asking God, what are you saying for the new year? And you actually take that period of time, the 10 days of all, as a preparation. And you ask God, what are you saying? You ask the Holy Spirit to point out any blemishes so you don't carry them over into the new. And you ask Holy Spirit to inspect these house. You go, that sounds like the law, James. That doesn't sound like grace. Well, yes, Jesus is the Passover lamb that has been slain. And we each can enter into the most holy place every day if you're a believer in Jesus because of the shed blood of Jesus. So while that is true, there are ordinances in the Bible, and we were told that they are continual throughout all the generations. So it would be good for Gentile Christians to learn a little more about our foundation in the Hebrew calendar. So there we go. So what have I said so far? You need to read Leviticus chapter 23. You need to understand that we are approaching the crossing of a threshold into a new year. You need to understand it's a time of con consecration. It's a time of separating yourself. It's a time of ministering unto the Lord. The high priest ministers unto the Lord. It's a time of the sacrificial lamb or the scapegoat and all of that. It's a time of the most holy day in God's calendar. And to some prophetic people, it is also a special time in the calendar of God where he speaks to his people. And we know that if you're a New Testament believer, that God speaks to each of us. And yet, God is set in the church. Some, according to Ephesians 4.11, some, not all, some as apostles, some as prophets, some as evangelists, some as teachers, and some as pastors. I actually said that in reverse. It actually goes, and he has set some in the church to be pastors, teachers, evangelists, prophets, and apostles. Five, we are crossing over, folks, this fall into a very significant period of time. I really just want to just bring it to your mind. I would like for you to consider a special time of prayer with fasting. You determine the form of fasting. There are so many people going into extended periods of time of prayer and fasting right now. There is actually some exciting things that's about to be announced in the nation in October and in November about seeking the face of God. But now, those of you are listening to this podcast, you might not just be in the United States or North America. You might be listening in Singapore or South Africa, in Belgium, in the UK, in Russia, Japan, Korea, Australia, you know, in Nigeria, um, South America, in Colombia, in Argentina, in Uruguay, wherever. Okay, you get it. 
And so I just want us to be alert. And I want you to consider getting my newest book, The Prophet, Creating and Sustaining a Life-Giving Prophetic Culture. In the past, the prophetic has been over-stereotyped as someone with a gnarly finger pointing at someone and releasing words of judgment and condemnation. We are to be people who speak life. Life. We're to be ambassadors of God and speak life. So, in this little clip with you today, I just want you to know this. We are crossing over into a major new period of time. What do I see for the new year of 5780? A reset button is getting pushed in a lot of your lives. Dreams of the past that have not yet been fulfilled. Things that you have put on the shelf and some even forgotten about and wanted to forget about. The Holy Spirit is coming as the finger of God. He's going to touch you and there'll be a reset button pushed and you're going to dream again. You're going to desire again. That's part because it's a new beginning. And when it's a new beginning, it's old things are made new as well as there are totally fresh new things. I believe that in what's coming, is a move of righteousness being restored to the church. I've done a whole series earlier about the discerner and about overcoming deception and things of that nature. I've prayed a lot into this. And one of the things that I'm totally convinced about is the antithesis, the opposite of licentiousness, of us casting off restraint, of people just doing whatever is right in their own eyes, like in the book of Judges, would be a move of holiness. Could I shift that phrase for a moment? How about purity? Psalm 24, who can ascend to the hill of the Lord? He who has clean hands and a pure heart. It takes internal purity, the heart to be able to bring forth external works that are pleasing to God. What am I saying is coming in 5780, times of new beginning, a reset button getting pushed. There is going to be a restoration, it takes time, of biblical righteousness, purity, moral godly standards. I say restored. Well, they're in the Word of God. So we're not replacing something. It is then a re-emphasis of something that's already in God's heart, that's in the Word of God, but it becomes fresh. It becomes as though new. It's the swing of the pendulum. So there's been teaching on grace, 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 and there's needed to be. But now there's going to be a counterbalance, and it's going to be the Word of God. I declare, 5780, your Bible is going to be like your best friend. I declare in 5780, it's time's a new beginning. I declare in grace to complete the old and grace to step into the new, and you will take other people with you. I declare it is a time of 
dreams that have been put on shelves, taken off of shelves, and reactivated. I declare there's a move of righteousness. I declare witty inventions. I declare that there is a prophetic element that is going to occur where let me let me give you an illustration. Some years ago, I was ministering in North Dakota in a frozen kind of territory where not a lot of people lived. And I was there ministering and I had a dream. And I even that night at, at the small conference, I took my finger and I drew on a map in North and South Dakota. And I said, there is oil in these hills. There's natural gas. And there is going to be a new technology. I didn't know what I was talking about, a new invention. And I scribbled around with my finger on the map. And I said, and this land is rich. And this will not be a land forgotten, but this will be a land that will be rediscovered or discovered where there is great treasures for the whole nation and the world. Well, after, and I started talking about cities that are like 3,000 will become 30,000, stuff like that. You say, well, that's nothing. Oh, but it is because I'm using it as an illustration because it happened and it's happening. And I might not even use the word right right now because then a technology called fracting came into being of drilling down, using water pressure, and then discovery of natural resources to where the U.S. today used to be the largest importer of energy, oil, gas in the world, and now we are energy independent and we have resources to send to the world. If someone had prophesied that in the 1980s, they would have gone like, what planet are you from? I'm saying, though, in this new year of 5780, that is an illustration. Sometimes the Lord will show me, as he does other people, things that are to come. And I'm saying new inventions are coming. I've seen 3D, 4D. I've seen 5D. I see right now that there is going to be released medical breakthroughs combining nutrition. And I'm going to use a phrase that I really don't know the fullness because I don't really research all this stuff. I just prophesy. Minerals. There's going to be minerals that will be almost rediscovered. And they are going to be refined. And then new, like, um, new... Um, concoctions, recipes brought together of different minerals to create some um, health, nutrition, medical breakthroughs. Yes, there is. Yes, there is. Yes, there is. There is coming new inventions. It's prophetic, and it's about new beginnings. See, now, if today technology, World Wide Web. Most of us just, we, we live there. And it is still, it's a disruptive technology. And it's changing everything around us. Brick and mortar stores, in a sense, are closing because now it's cyberspace stores. You understand what I'm trying to say. But that was a, an invention 
that disrupted what is to create that which was not. There's where I'm going. So what am I saying is coming in 5780? New beginnings, a reset button, a move of righteousness, a move of the Holy Spirit where backsliders get restored to God and to the community of believers. I believe that eight seven, excuse me, five seven eight zero is a time of prophetic entrepreneurship. It is a time of witty inventions. It's a time of the, I don't always use the word transfer of wealth, creation of wealth. 5780 is a time of crossing over into creation of wealth. This has been a production of the Awakening Podcast Network. Jennifer LeClaire is the founder and owner of APN. Our heart is to inspire people and exalt Jesus with every broadcast. We're grateful for our advertisers and supporters that make these podcasts possible.